And we're live. It's me and me, Bobby Burton, alongside Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas and on Texas football, uh, as well as on three guys. Uh, or Jerry, I just got to say it. Uh, news broke today that uh, Gary Patterson uh, potentially mulling a decision to return to the University of Texas next season or, or for this season. Uh, the thought process is a twofold one. Uh, he has already turned down some opportunities, including, uh, as we we're reporting, one to join Lincoln Riley's staff at USC. Uh, and also, we are now waiting to see if he has if he is going to choose to return to Texas. We will know that, we believe, by no later than early next week. Texas opens camp on August 2nd. Uh, what do you make of Gary Patterson potentially returning to the Texas sideline? Well, I think it'd be huge for uh, Texas. I mean, I, I no way around it. You know, I go back to sitting in the stands at the Bama game last year, and besides him helping Texas with quarters coverage, and just watching him pre-snap, the way he positioned himself and was watching Alabama, and yeah, he didn't have a headset on and he couldn't coach, but watching him watch them pre-snap and study them pre-snap and walk down and say something to somebody, come back and do it again the entire game. It's invaluable to have somebody of his defensive mind experience and talent um, around your program. Even if he's just breaking down video, if even if it's a lesser role and he's breaking down video and helping game plan, that is be a huge win for Texas. Yep. Uh, Chip Brown of, of uh, Horns 24-7 uh, was the first to report the news possibility. I confirmed that today, Jerry. Uh, I know that uh, this is a situation where uh, it is kind of tenuous at this point, whether or not he will come back. I spoke to two of his close friends today, uh, both of whom spoke to him today about this opportunity and potential. He said he had not made a decision as yet. Uh, that's Gary Patterson, former TCU head coach, uh, on potentially rejoining Steve Sarkeesian's staff in Austin and help Pete Kwiatkowski with that defense. One of the things I'm more convinced than ever now, Jerry, after speaking with Ian Boyd of Inside Texas, is that Patterson absolutely, without question, had a real, very real uh, uh, effect and yeah. outcome on the Texas defense this year. Yeah, no, there's no question. I mean, he is one of the – no matter what people think about him, Texas fans didn't like him. He's at TCU for good reason. He is one of the best defensive minds in college football, and he's got a lot loads of experience. And you can't beat that combination. You, you just can't. And there's a reason Lincoln Riley tried to get him to L.A., but that didn't happen. Um, I, you know, it's kind of uh, thinking that if he does something, it's going to be more close to home where he could, you know, uh, where his wife would stay, could stay in Fort Worth um, the majority of the time. I just don't think a, a job like USC – where they would have to move both of them out there is what they're after. I think yeah. it's going to be something where he could do something three or four days a week, maybe not be down seven days a week, but you can't, there's just no, there's nobody else you could hire out there to do with the uh, com combination of knowledge on the defensive side and experience. It's just not possible. All right, Jerry, you actually just made it back from Austin uh, earlier today where you were at the pool party, the, the, uh, yeah. It was mainly rising juniors, but it did have some commitments like Daniel Cruz, Trey Owens, uh, Jordan Washington, I believe, was up there as well. Uh, some rising juniors were offered, and even a couple of rising sophomores were offered scholarships today by the Longhorns. 
I, we don't have time tonight to necessarily go over all of them. I do want to mention them. Byron Washington, big offensive lineman out of DeSoto, uh, 6'7", 360 360-ish. That's accurate because he made me look 5'10", 160, and I assure you I'm not. <laughs> Especially the 160 part, right, Jerry? <laughs> I assure you I'm not. <laughs> um, so Byron Washington got an offer. London Smith, a wide receiver DB out of Waco Connolly. That that uh, program continues. Or is he at a university? Uh, he's um, at a Waco U. Okay, so that, that area continues to produce prospects that Texas uh, has a lot of interest in. Drew Ewer, uh, Evers out of yep. Flower Mound, Marcus. He that is the brother of, that's the brother of Nick Evers, the former Oklahoma signing quarterback who's now at Wisconsin. Uh, bit, parents are big A&M, uh, both of them A&M graduates. Okay, gotcha. And then last but not least, uh, that we know of right now at least, Anthony Williams out of Shadow Creek at 2025 Edge down in the Pearland area. It's actually his second trip to campus in the last two months. Uh, the Longhorns offered today. And Byron Washington, the uh, 6'7", 360-pounder, he was at the Texas spring game as well when I saw him. And I was hoping he'd sit next to me so I could be shaded for uh, the entire game because it was so hot, but he did not. Um, but, yeah, he is a large human. He is from Monroe, Louisiana, moved to uh, DeSoto a few years ago. And it's funny, like, when you're at these events, a lot of the Texas players just walk by and uh, John Tay Cook walked by and said, hey, we going to offer anybody today? And I said, yeah, the big kid at DeSoto. And he said, oh. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, by the way, I saw D DJ Campbell, and it looks great physically. Oh, no, he, no he, he was walking by the facility while you are there? Yeah, yeah. So when you're there and the recruits are coming by, you see all the players come in and out. No, no brace on his wrist. That's the first time I've seen without a brace on his wrist since the injury. Because in June when we were there, uh, DJ sell the uh, – brace on his wrist, but DJ Campbell looks tremendous physically. Uh, <clears throat> saw the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year preseason, looks great physically. Um, I don't think I saw a guy that didn't look really good uh, physically right now. Um, I didn't tweet out the picture, but I sent it to you, Bobby. Jalen Gilbo uh, had a shirt on that's like a split A&M Texas family shirt because him and Bryce Anderson, who are best friends, just had a camp for youth kids down uh, and the Beaumont area where they're both from. But uh, Gilbo looks good. Um, it looks like he's good to go. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's a Texas kids. The Texas team looks really good on the hoof right now. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you that. I'm speaking with uh, Jerry Hamilton of InsideTexas.com. Uh, please join us over there uh, right now. We're talking about uh, Gary Patterson uh, and his potential return for the Longhorns, as well as a number of offers going out today uh, for that Longhorn pool party uh, as well. Uh, let me see here. I'm getting a note up. There will be notes, more further notes up on Inside Texas uh, from this pool party uh, in about 15 to 20 minutes. According to Joe Cook, he just texted me right now. I will be uh, we're going to carry this chat or live stream through about the uh, top half of the hour. So we're only going to do about 30 minutes tonight. But please do get your questions in. We want to talk a lot about Gary Patterson at this point, because I think it's a huge potential move uh, for the Longhorns. Uh, let's start, though, with this one. Uh, Skydog asks, are y'all a bit concerned about the recruiting? I'm believing all this delay is about money. What do you think? Do, Jerry, do you think that NIL has some role in this? I mean, some of these guys are all five stars, and we all know that five stars are, are doing really well in NIL. I do think so, and I, I think that a lot of the prospects left 
uh, on the board for Texas, that's exactly where things are at. I mean, and I, you know, and you're not going to get all those guys for sure. You just want to win your fair share. Um, and that's just the reality of it. I'm not going to sit here and say, no, it's these kids are just mulling decisions over scheme. That's a lie. I'm not going to do it. It's just not. Yes, it's a it's a factor in the majority of the recruitments that are still out there for Texas, as it should be. That means you're recruiting the best players. Yeah, and I have no problem. The, the thing that Sark always says, and I agree with this, is that's the very last thing to be mentioned. You know, look, you need to come to Texas because you want to be Texas. And I always had this thing, money, everybody's money is the same color. Yeah. It's what's the best fit for you, right? I mean, a free agent doesn't go to a free agent place just because of money. It has to be, it has to have all of these other things. So while I think NIL is certainly involved in these decisions, and they rightfully should be, in my opinion, um, essentially think about it. I mean, if you... Austin is Austin is one of those towns that actually is a big city and a big brand university. No, no major sports there. I mean, you can count MLS, I guess, but I don't really count soccer at this point in uh, the uh, the time frame. But look, uh, it's part of it, uh, but it's not all of it. And I, I, think I, that's I, have, I have a couple of thoughts on this because when you have a four and a half hour drive due to traffic and wrecks and weather and everything else, <clears throat> and I've been thinking about this on basketball and football. I think what Sark said is right, because if it comes down to a decision and it's strictly about NIL, then those guys might not be the right fit for you. And while fans on Texas, inside Texas, struggle with that, why don't we just go get everybody? Well, you know, that's not the way this is going to go. I mean, look, there have been a couple of <clears throat> recruitments in this cycle. I'm not going to say the names. But they at the beginning of the recruitments, they're like, this is all about a football decision and academics. And then when it gets down to it, it becomes all about NIL. Well, some of those guys then don't become fits for what you're doing. And that's, I think, what Sark is talking about. Because if if a kid says, yes, I want to be at Texas, then things tend to work out. But if you get all the way down and you're in the ninth inning, and then NIL just becomes the ultimate deciding factor, then some of those guys aren't going to be good fits. And that's basketball too. I mean, it's easy to – I think it's easy for fans to say, just go get them. But these guys these guys have to weigh these decisions um, and, and weigh then the relationships and how, how much were those relationships up front at the beginning of the process versus some that may not have been in their eyes. And, and, let, and, let, and let's be clear – Let's be clear. Co- coaches can't be offering NIL to recruits at all. Correct. I mean, and so there's a there's a uh, there's a fine line here that the NCAA itself is having a hard problem judging. Right. Coaches are are definitely unable to do it, so they basically have to say, "Well, look, this is what our guy at this position got the year before," and whether you know, it's tough. It's it's yeah. a tough animal right now that has a lot of players. Hey, I want to say this, Jerry, you know Gary Patterson better than me. I've talked to him several times, but I know that you used to talk to him a bunch for recruiting back in the day. Guy Jones has a question for you, and I I know the answer to this because I think I know how the guy's wired. Guy Jones wants to know what's in it for Gary Patterson to come back. So I think it's pretty simple. He's playing golf about four days a week since the end of the Texas season, right? And he's got his game in pretty good condition. You can't play golf every day. 
You can't write a song every day. Um, these guys have been coaching for 40 years, and they want to be involved in the game. And it's not the salary. Gary Patterson's got plenty of money. It's camaraderie. It's the locker room. It's the coaches' offices. It's game planning with a coach. It is all the things that you cannot re- that the money cannot replace. Okay. Winning, and losing. You know, it cut Gary Patterson to lose that game to Bama. I mean, everybody was thinking about Quinn's injury and Sark and all those guys. But you think, even though Gary Patterson has just been there a few months, I mean, you don't think he didn't want to win that game, even though he's always wanted to beat Texas. He would have given anything to be part of beating Nick Saban and Austin. Yeah. I look that, I, that's what it is. <clears throat> people got to understand how certain people are wired. Yeah. Like I mean I, I'm wired differently than you and different than the next person. He's hardwired for college football. Yeah. And giving up that whistle is not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, not when that's what he thinks. I mean he thinks he was born to do this. And yeah. you know what? He may be right. And end of the day, he may be right. All right, this is a super chat from Freelance Society. Uh, by the way, thanks, Sky Dog, for your uh, super chat as well. Freelance Society, how much has Sark's cha- scheme changed from year one and year two? And if there will be any change going into year three, was the difference more personnel related? Also, was Kyle Shanahan ever considered to be HC? Just curious. The answer to that's yes. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, but he had a he had a deal. He his ultimate goal, and I'll just say this, yeah. Kyle Shanahan wants to be an NFL head coach and wants to win a Super Bowl. He wants to win a Super Bowl. That's it. Once, that's, you, you and I heard the same thing. Yeah. Um, and once he does that now, all bets are off what he does with his life right? going forward. But he wants to win a Super Bowl first and foremost. As far as changes year to year, I definitely think they were personnel related. Right. Um, uh, in year one and two. And what we think they're going to do differently this year is also personnel related. And we've talked about it. We think they're going to go from more 12 personnel, which is one running back and two tight ends to more 11 personnel, which is one running back and one tight end. So instead of having Jatavian Sanders and a big blocking tight end, uh, Andre Karich on the field a lot, they're going to just go with one tight end and that'll be Jatavian Sanders. They'll have more, they have better pieces at wide receiver when you have an 11 personnel that obviously gives you three wide receiver potential. They'll add that to the mix. So that's going to be the big piece of it, Freelance, and uh, hope that answers the question. Hey, here's another Patterson question. I appreciate you guys for uh, hopping in here. If Patterson comes back, Peyton Ross asks, how do you see him utilizing Anthony Hill? Look, Texas, the front is kind of Kwiatkowski's, right? The back end historically has been Patterson and how they intermingle, right? Well, yeah, I mean, but I don't think, like, he, he, I think Payton's kind of asking, acting like Gary has a decision to say in who plays. I, we're not, that's not where we're at. Um, he he has a, he has a part in strategy, um, scheme and, and things like that. But the who plays part, I don't think, I don't think Gary's been involved in, honestly. Yeah, I think they're talking about rushing. Yeah. Like pass rush, do they 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 may make him maybe move him around a little bit more, guys? Uh, just so you'll know, we I've heard me and Eric Naline are the same on this. By the way, been hearing really good things about Maurice Blackwell this summer, uh, so keep an eye on him. 
Um, I, 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 Scott B says only three of the top 30 in the on three state rankings. Texas got to do better. Well, you got to take some of this stuff with a grain of salt, man. I mean, Texas liked other running backs better. Texas wanted Daniel Calhoun at left tackle over some guys in Texas that are ranked in the top 30. Texas is not just a state a state of Texas recruiting program right now. And so those numbers are not going to look like what they have been and what they did uh, in the Matt Brown years. It's just and, and by the way, a lot of these kids in Texas now, they don't have interest in staying in state either. They're maybe not they're not from Texas originally. Um, e. Kim said it on this thread. Justin Williams is from Chicago, linebacker from Oak Ridge. He moved to Texas in junior high. He didn't grow up with a Texas or Texas A&M jersey on. He didn't have he has no allegiance to the state of Texas. There, there, that's what people have to understand. A lot of move ins in the, in the in the state of Texas, and there's a reason for that. I mean, yeah. Texas is a great state, but at the same time, it there, it comes with not as much allegiance to the home state at times. Um, not everybody took sixth or seventh grade Texas history like you and me, Jerry, back in the day. <laughs> All right. Uh, from Ma, Texas, I thought this was a good one, given the fact that Colorado today, Jerry, announced they're going back to the Big 12. Uh, is Oregon still a threat for guys with the Pac-12 uncertainty? Um, I think they kind of are. There's not yeah. many that Texas is messing with. Brandon Baker, maybe, a uh, young man out of uh, Santa Ana, California, but that's not necessarily a, a guy in the state of Texas they're absolutely concerned with, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. Um, I, I, what would be interesting is if Oregon ends up in the Big 12. That would that would be an interesting recruiting landscape change for me. Um, it, well, it, Prime is coming back to Texas now. Deion Sanders is going to have a, a, two, a, a two coming in two and ten is going to be different. Um, <laughs> so maybe three and nine. But I mean, I had I'm telling you, I had a Pac-12 assistant coach predict one and eleven or over if they lose to Colorado State to start the year. I don't know about that, but you know, three. Uh, three wins uh, would be pretty good for Colorado, I think, in year one. But I think Oregon, if they end up in the Big 12, that's going to be interesting for recruiting in Texas. I'm not sitting there saying they're going to beat A&M in Texas and LSU for the top guys. But I am saying they have a little different song to sing at that point. Got it. Uh, talking with Jerry Hamilton, InsideTexas.com. Jerry, this one from Mike Gosnell. Um, was Patterson a candidate for job openings like Nebraska next year? He certainly put his hat in the ring, right, Jerry? As did Dave Dorn at NC State. I thought he got he had a chance uh, before they ultimately went with Matt Rule. Yeah, I think I think that was the one job that if Nebraska would have come calling, I think he'd have had real interest in. It uh, made sense. It made sense because they need to reconnect in Texas. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but look, I mean that didn't happen. Um, so you know, it, Arizona State that wasn't really anything. Um, so really, it was Nebraska was the job. Now, you know, you, you the one thing you wonder about Gary is it's it's does he want to stay connected so he could have maybe continue to have one more shot at head coaching job? That's going to be tough because let's say Mike Gundy walks away and retires in a couple of years. Well, you're going to have Jeff Trailer at UTSA having won ten games, nine games, ten games, whatever, like four straight years, right? I mean, so Jeff Trailer's and got a resume on the on the up. And he's an East Texas guy, right? So, I mean, these jobs, I, you know, in the next couple of years, I don't think they're going to get any easier than if Joey McGuire has success at, uh, at Texas Tech and there's a change somewhere like in Oklahoma. I mean, you know, Trailer and McGuire are probably going to be ahead in the game. So, it, yeah. it's interesting. The farther you get away from being a head coach, 
the harder it's going to be to get back in at a, at a, at, a, at one of those schools you desire. I've got one for you. Dana Holgerson doesn't have a good year. Yeah. That might make a lot of sense. It would. I mean, he he made a Gary Patterson made a living re- recruiting the Fort Bend schools down yeah. in Houston with yeah. some really good players. So that might make a sense. Uh, Ashton Holloman, this is a pretty uh, simple answer. Uh, would Gary Patterson come back as a co-defensive coordinator or as a special assistant? Texas is completely full with on-field assistants that can call recruits, game day coaching of uh, all that stuff. He comes back only potentially as a special assistant of some sort of yep. one sort or another. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. All right. Um, thanks, y'all, for uh, for all these questions. I'm trying to get through them all. Matt is trying to help me out here uh, as well. Go through them. So, Matt, our producer, I appreciate you as you're sitting there. Thankless uh, by some respect, but not from me and Jerry. This is from uh, AS85. Y'all always talk about parents on trips being important. Is that just a football basketball thing? My parents didn't go on any of me and my siblings' trips as swimmers. Well, one thing we'd have to know is when you were recruited, because the rules have changed um, in recent years. But, yeah, I mean, look, from a football standpoint and a basketball standpoint, I know from covering those, um, look, I mean, I can tell you that when – there's a couple of players that visited Texas that 23rd through 25th uh, weekend that there were six family members there. Now, two of them may have lived in Houston or whatnot. But, uh, yeah, you're, you want the parents and you want any key siblings on the trips for sure. You get one shot at these official visits. Well, in basketball, you get two technically now, which is the craziest rule ever. In bas- football, I guess you can take ten, but you can't take two to the same school. In basketball, you can take two official visits to the same school, but they have to be a year removed from – you have to be from junior to senior year. So that's that's what's interesting about basketball. But, yes, you want both parents and a key sibling on those official visits. You do, Jerry, but the question is – I think this is a good question in some ways because there is a level here, right? Um, you know, how hard are you being recruited? I mean, football – I don't know how many how many coaches are calling a swimmer right. every day, um, but these guys are getting texted incessantly. You know, it, it's just so those coaches are looking for anybody and everybody they can talk to adjacent to the recruit themselves. Right. Because the recruit is being pulled in 50 different ways, um, you know, and so I feel like that's a that's a, a good question. I'm trying to I think it's individual, though, Jerry. Ultimately. 
maybe a guy wants to get away from home, to be honest with you. Yeah. And so I think it's more individual. As well, well, it kind of also goes back to what you said, though, Bobby, where recruiting's changing. Texas, the coaches itself can't talk about NIL. But it's probably important to have these parents on the official visits more so now than ever. Yeah, they, so they get a they get a sense of what the coaches can and can't say, and all that exactly the, no the communication in person is probably more important than ever right now. Yeah, no, no doubt. This is from David Williams. Since Coach Patterson is more focused on the secondary schematically, my concern, Jerry, is more press coverage. Would Coach Patterson's continued involvement at UT help with more cornerback press coverage? He made a living with it at uh, TCU, and then playing match quarters behind it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, and he's one of the best at it. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say other than well, they they did it more this past year than they did it in years than PK's first year. Yeah, let's be clear about that. No but doubt. The other thing that I think is, look, they had Deshaun Jameson playing field corner. Deshaun's not a he's a, he's pretty fast. He's just not a big guy, right? And him trying to muscle up a receiver and get his hands on him on the outside to the field level. It's not, that's not in Texas best interest. That's one of the reasons why he played off so much. And I think we saw Ter Terrence Brooks in the Alamo bowl, uh, get his hands on guys a little bit better. Gavin Holmes. That's kind of what he does. He's long armed uh, and fast. He's going to, those guys are going to sneak up and play a little bit more press. I don't know, David, if it's a, a, uh, I don't think it's necessarily a Patterson thing. I think it's going to be personnel related that they do that this year. Um, um, and by the way, Terrence Brooks walked by today. He looks tremendous physically. Ooh, he's right at 200 pounds and he looks good now. Good. Uh, by the way, and Gavin Holmes looked very sleek. He almost looks like a old Florida, Florida State wide receiver build. You know, those remember all those guys, Bobby, that were like 5'11, 175 and look like they could just run right <laughs> past you. That's what he looks like. Fastest guy in the secondary. Yeah, um, already they're saying uh, right now. All right, uh, Horns fan, two twenty four. I want to say this uh, just to recap what's going on today. Gary Patterson, a potential hire for the University of Texas, uh, apparently mulling a decision whether or not to return to Texas this season. Uh, that decision should come uh, in the next week or so before fall practice starts again on uh, August second. Uh, additionally, Texas offered I think four or five rising underclassmen uh, today at their pool party recruiting event. Uh, for more information on those, try out InsideTexas.com. Uh, Joe Cook is putting up an article detailing all that in momentarily here. And then third, uh, Colorado in it today announces it's returning uh, to the Big 12. All right, on to Horns, 20, uh, Horns fan 224. Do you think our recruiting needs to improve to Bama and Georgia levels to win championships or can we stay at the same level and just increase development? Well, I, I think you got to take the next step winning on the field. And then the recruiting continues to tick up a little bit. But Texas signed two top five classes in a row. So th 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 there's not much tick up left um, to where you ideally want to be. I mean, look, the, the key is just to stack as many of those classes as you can. You're five one year, three, eight. Five. I mean, that's just what you want to do. I mean, Clemson won two national titles. They didn't recruit with the number one or two classes. So there's different ways to do it. Now, they were elite at quarterback and running back and wide out and defensive line. Um, 
but they didn't recruit to that level. I mean, I there haven't I, in my years doing this, Bobby. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like Urban Meyer at Florida and Ohio State recruited at the level George is and that Bama did. Um, but that's Pete really, Carroll back in the day, absolutely. Pete did. Carroll did back in the day, um, but. Those are pretty much the guys. I mean, everybody acted like Matt Brown was Mr. February and signed number one class. He signed one number one ranked class. People got to remember that. He had a few twos and threes, but 2002 was the number one ranked class. Um, but but he was always in the in the neighborhood, right? Um, so I think that's the thing to look at. Hey, I wanted to mention one thing, Bobby, because about the 2025s. There was a receiver there today named Tanook. Nunu Hines, Nunu's his nickname, at Spring DeCaney. And I want to mention this because I was at the DeCaney-Eisenhower game last year, and that was Ryan Niblett, Jonah Wilson, who was committed to Texas at the time and ended up at U of H, and Hines. There were three highly recruited receivers there. Steve Sarkeesian and Brennan Marion were there that night. And Tanook Hines was hands down the best player on the field in that game hands down not close so i texas hadn't had hines on campus until this summer until now and texas has offered him to nook hines the caney i think texas really likes him that's just 12025 that was there today i want to make sure texas fans know no all right good stuff jerry i really appreciate that uh all right uh wrong one i'm sorry about that guys uh <laughs> just messed that up Am I on the wrong stuff again? Here it is. Freshwater Cajun had a good one, I thought. Uh, is the fact that Gary Patterson could potentially be coming back be additional evidence of the authenticity of Sark as a head coach, especially in bringing in a future coaching experience to Austin? It kind of is. Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's a couple things. I think – And his staff members. Right. I mean, because I think, I think Gary Patterson and PK and Jeff Choate are, are friendly. I mean, I think they have a good time together. Yeah, I mean, I, I think with Gary, here, here's my opinion. I He did his job at Texas. He wanted to try and maybe get a Nebraska job. Then he was going to contemplate what else could possibly pop up. USC wanted to bring him in, but that wasn't going to be a fit for him and the family. And it ends up the fit for the family. If you're not going to get a head coaching job, the fit for the family is not to be a defensive coordinator and be out recruiting in spring evaluations going to 40 high schools. I mean, that's just not what Gary's going to do. So what's the fit? The fit is what he did last year at Texas or a, a role where it's more of a in town, three days prep work ahead on opponents, really help the game planning um, and help Texas that way. Since he already has a feel for the personnel now after being down there for a full season. So I think that's kind of what's happening. And I'm not saying anything negative about Sark on that. I just think that's the reality of what has transpired with Gary in the past few months. Got it. All right. Let's keep going here, Jerry. we got a few more we're going to get to. Again, this one's going to be a, an abbreviated version, guys. Uh, Jerry's been on the road all day long. Uh, thankful that he's here. Uh, but he's got to get going, too, and get some food in him. Dodgers 988 fan. What are the job responsibilities for Coach Christ, Paul Christ, the former Wisconsin head coach, who is the offensive assistant, uh, special assistant to Coach Sarkeesian, compared to Gary Patterson? I think they're going to be very similar, right? Almost like an audit type. Nah, 
role yeah. where you, you're trying to find little things that can help make you a winner. I mean, it's like we talk about all the time, incremental improvement, yeah. right? What do, what do you need to do at this point? Uh, well, and, you don't need to bring it up, but I just want to say Gary Smallwood, I 100% agree with what you posted. Okay. I don't know. I'm trying to go through these as quickly. Well, he said as Max biggest, there's a threat, their comments are going on. Uh, Max biggest recruiting win was getting Ricky to return for a senior, changed the program for over a decade. 100% agree with that. I, I there When you're a first-year coach and you get the best player in the program to return and that guy wins the Heisman and you end up signing Corey Redding and Chris Sims, without all those things, you never get the Vince Young. So I think Gary Smallwood is 1 million percent correct that Ricky returning was Mac's biggest recruiting job of his whole career or his whole tenure at Texas. All right. A uh, couple more questions here, and then we're going to call it a night tonight. Uh, tomorrow, just so you all know, uh, Jerry will have uh, be on at a 1 o'clock for a live stream alongside Blake Monroe and Justin Wells. I've got some stuff i got to attend to personal business tomorrow afternoon. I do have a conversation coming up with Phil Steele, uh, the college football uh, savant of sorts. Yeah. Uh, I've got him on early tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll release that video here on, on Texas football. Also some stuff on Inside Texas about that as well. Uh, this one from Tatapare1. Jerry, is Alfred Collins and are, are Alfred, Alfred Collins and Baron Sorrell bookends versus Bama? Start the Alfred Collins momentum for the season. Is he the guy they need at, at, at kind of a five technique, or has he got to stay inside? I think he's – I mean, that's your top three guys of your rotation inside. Not saying you couldn't play him out there, but, I mean, a lot of that, to, to me, depends on what does Trill Carter look like in August. Um, I saw Sadir Mitchell. He looks better physically. But I don't know, man. Alfred Collins, um, he's your best – pass rusher probably disruptor with link from the interior i i don't know if i see that but you know he's played out there before so we'll see all right jerry i want to i want to finish with this one and, and we'll get y'all have more time for questions for jerry tomorrow at one o'clock on the live stream jerry what do you see with the big 12 going forward who, who do you see potentially joining is it arizona I, is I, it yeah i think arizona's coming to the big 12 but look i'm not in the negotiations I, I this is an opinion you just think it makes sense because of the basketball piece yeah and, and look and money and money because you have nothing at the pac-12 right now right i mean we'll see i'm not something but it's nothing close um i think the biggest question with the big 12 is if arizona jumps in with colorado then is it Oregon and Washington or is it Arizona State and Utah? Well, that's it, a good question because the Big Ten obviously doesn't want Washington and Oregon at this point. It's very interesting. The Big 12, uh, Brett McMurphy, who broke a lot of the news concerning this with Colorado to, uh, over the last couple of days, is saying that they want at least one more Pac 12 member or three more Pac 12 members. Right. Or they will choose one of San Diego State, UNLV, Memphis, or UConn to so, make an even number in 2024. Here's what I think will end up happening. They'll get 16 football schools, schools that play football, even though Arizona and Kansas are more basketball schools. I think they're going to get 16 schools that play football to ensure their football future. Then I think you're going to walk, they're going to walk to Gonzaga, UConn, 
Villanova, and one more and try to bring them in as basketball only in the conference. Um, now, maybe UConn gets in as a football and basketball, but I don't think it's a lot. I think they're going to try to bring in four other schools that are basketball focused only and not, I think they're going to try to get the 16 football and bring in the four best basketball only schools they can and have the superpower in basketball and good enough in football. Yep. All right. That's what it sounds like the plan is. That's it. It's going to be intriguing. I really think that. And so, uh, all right, Jerry, uh, big news today on the 40 acres uh, inside Texas and others reporting that Gary Patterson, uh, former head coach at TCU, considering a return to Austin as a special assistant uh, to the head coach, uh, working with the defense like he did so well a year ago. This could be uh, maybe a one last second coup for Steve Sarkeesian just prior uh, to uh, practice starting next week. Uh, and so that's going to be interesting to follow. Also, a number of guys, I think four or five scholarship offers, new ones went out today in recruiting. Check that information out for more of it on InsideTexas.com. All right, Jerry, get yourself some sleep, my man. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest up. Uh, I think everybody here appreciates your hard work. Uh, uh, Tanuk Hines just texted me, so he's going to call me. So we'll see what he has to say after Texas today. All right. You take care. For right. Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been a Longhorn live stream on Texas football.